triple takes. 360 degrees. High high. 360 degrees. High high. 306. 306. 360 degrees. High high. Good evening and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. We have a great show for you this evening. Tonight we are digging into gardening, specifically why and how to start your own garden. Joy Moore, our resident garden expert, is here to give us some information about the benefits of having your own garden. We also have Jeremy Watts, owner of Edible Ecology, Landscape Design and Construction. And later we'll hear from Nicole Wires, a permaculture designer with Planting Justice. And in the last segment, we go to the phones to take your questions. That's all tonight here on Full Circle. We are your hosts. I'm Teresa Adams. And I'm Joy Moore. We'll be right back. All right. Good evening. Welcome to Full Circle. This is Joy Moore. I'm here with Teresa. Hello. And we have some great guests tonight. This is an exciting show for me. Gardening. It's what I do. It's what I love. It's what I'm about. It's what keeps me going, what gets me up out of the bed, and I wanted to share it with everybody tonight. Why we should garden, what are the benefits of gardening, how to garden, what do you receive from that besides the obvious of well-grown produce um, that's healthy. So many things we're going to explore tonight. For people who have some garden, some space, who have an apartment, who live in a, a trailer or a Tiny boat, house. Tiny house, garden, whatever. Got a big mansion, whatever. We got some tips on why and how um, to start the garden. And to start it off, we're going to do a commentary um, to set the tone for the evening. There's so many benefits, health benefits, emotional benefits, economical benefits um, to gardening. So we're going to, to explore that tonight. And before we get started, I just wanted to say, everybody take a deep breath. In the times that we live in today, they can be very stressful. Things going on, you don't know what to do, how to deal with it. Let me tell you, go out, start, or work in a garden. You will feel better, for sure. And I've been telling folks that how I'm getting through this difficult time and this difficult period is relying on the fact that the work that I've been doing has caused this reaction, this political reaction. The progress we've been making, social progress as a people, um, the efforts we've made to include all people to um, to create equity and peace in the world, all of us, all of us who consider ourselves leftists, progressives, whatever. The work that we've been doing has produced this reaction, this Republican conservative reaction. So we have power, great power, and we only have to increase that. So if you're an activist, activate more. If you're a gardener, grow more. If you're a healer, heal more. If you're a doer, do more. If you're a lover, love more. Oh, that's so sweet. That's all we can do. 
And that's why I'm bringing up gardening today. That's why we're celebrating gardening, because it's the power of the earth. Nature, oh my God, nature is the highest power, and we need to give credence to it. So with that, I'm going to stop and let the commentary flow. This is Joy Moore for Full Circle, and I want to talk about gardening, why gardening creates healthy living. First, I want to say I believe that the highest power is nature, the full force, majesty, and mystery of nature. What turns a quarter-inch seed into a hundred-pound pumpkin? That force, that power. It's long been known that communing with nature can be relaxing for humans and a place to find tranquility and healing. Gardening in particular is associated with mental clarity and feelings of reward, and it has many physical benefits as well. Food gardening can be particularly gratifying and an excellent source of fresh produce. From soil preparation to the joy of harvesting, and there's always a task, big or small, that has to be done. These tasks can serve as great exercise. Many communities worldwide are working to promote private gardens as well as urban agricultural opportunities such as community gardens. There has never been a better time to use gardening for exercise. We're too sedentary. But just how beneficial to our health is this age-old agricultural tradition? According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, Moderate intensity level activity like gardening for 2.5 hours each week can reduce the risk for obesity, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, heart disease, stroke, depression, colon cancer, and premature death. Additionally, those that choose gardening as their moderate intensity exercise are more likely to exercise 40 to 50 minutes longer on average than those that choose activities like walking or biking. By venturing outdoors, you could experience a 10% decrease in health complaints. And many experts believe that fresh air can help prevent attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, also known as ADHD and result in higher test scores among students. Gardening has also emerged in recent years as a scientifically proven stress reliever. Stress can cause irritability, headaches, stomach aches, heart attacks, and worsen pre-existing conditions in the body. A recent Dutch study showed that gardening produced measurably lower cortisol levels, cortisol, the stress hormone, and that may influence more than just mood. Chronically elevated cortisol levels have been linked to everything from immune function to obesity to memory and learning problems and heart disease. Again, heart disease. It may also elevate self-esteem and there's no more tangible measure of one's power to cause positive change in the world than to nurture a plant from seed to fruit-bearing harvest. The cherry on top for some of us, new research shows that gardeners have an increased zest for life, sleep better, have a lower risk for osteoporosis and diabetes, and have better sex lives. Now, that fact alone should get some of you outdoor gardening right now. <laughs> and finally, an obvious but overlooked benefit is that there are naturally derived remedies for human ailments found in soil. 
natural remedies have been around for untold centuries. And these natural remedies included cures for almost any physical ailment as well as mental and emotional affliction. Soil microbes and human health now have a positive link which has been studied and found to be verifiable. Mycobacterium vasae, the bacterium is found in soil and may stimulate serotonin production, which makes you relaxed and happier. Studies were conducted on cancer patients and they reported a better quality of life and less stress. Lack of serotonin has been linked to depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, and bipolar problems. Maybe the current resident in the White House should get out into the White House garden. It might help them. Some of you know all about this, but you haven't managed to get up and get out and do it. Why not? Growing food, including healing herbs, flowers, and grains, creates and or preserves ecosystems. It's beneficial to curbing global warming. Uh, front yard gardening, container gardening, vertical gardening are options for people who have little or no land to garden. If you have a green lawn outside, tear up a square foot of it and plant some seeds, plant some onions, plant some herbs. Get a large container with a hole in the bottom. Plant seeds of your favorite spice or herb, cilantro, oregano, basil, and thyme, or even garlic. Reduce your food costs and enjoy the fruits of your labor. There's nothing like growing your own food to build self-esteem, get exercise, and help create a peaceful environment and, and produce healthy food. And that will ensure a healthy life. So go out and garden, grow something, share the experience with your kids, grandkids, and friends and family. Share the work in the harvest. Cook and eat something you grew with someone you love. There's nothing like it on the planet. Peace. This is Joy Moore for Full Circle. joy that was amazing you um made me think about gardening in a different way instead of thinking of it as a task or a chore or a job that we do i'm thinking about it now as the health benefits that i can derive from it how it has an actual um can change my physical my well-being physically um so that is so good for us to hear and maybe that inspires some of our listeners out here um, like you said to want to cut a piece of grass out of a square in their yard <laughs> and plant a garden in there. <laughs> yeah, like cucumbers, which we're going to oh, talk gosh. about later. <laughs> yes, yes. So now we're going to get right to it. All right. So, uh, man, I can't tell you. I'm trying to contain myself because this is my life. Gardening and growing food, I think, is probably something all of us were destined to do. But we've gotten out of it somehow. Now we got to be a computer, phone, phobe, get on the screen and look at things. We don't know anything about greens or growing anything. So Google is our friend. Oh, my God. Nature. <laughs> we are as far away from nature as we have ever been as a, as a world, as a culture, as a society, a, as a universe. So um, we did a show last year. Yes, we did. About health fair. We did. And one of the things that really perturbed me was we were at a health fair and oh, they were gosh. serving hot dogs 
and yes. nacho cheese and yes. cake. And you had a lot to say about that. I didn't that. see no vegetables. I was upset. Then they did have a vendor who was selling fruits. Yes, they did. And I was excited about that. But I'm saying um, there's so many things in the world that are just topsy-turvy, upside down. Mm -hmm. I've come to the conclusion that if we want to be healthy, if we want to protest politics, if we want to change the world, if we want to be a politician, if we want to be an astronaut, if we want to be a scientist, if we want to be this strip teaser, I don't care. You need a healthy mind and a healthy body. And, and you, the, only, the only way you can do that is with healthy food. And you just gave us some interesting data to support that argument. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um... We are promoting healthy food and health and healthy living through gardening, and I'm so excited to have join us in the studio, Jeremy Watts. Um, Jeremy, uh, disclaimer right away, he's a good friend of mine. I consider him a good friend. He lived across the street from the school garden. I garden. I teach gardening at Berkeley Independent Studies for Berkeley Unified School District, and I have for almost ten years now. And I met Jeremy about five or six years ago. And he was moving in, and he was starting to garden, and he came over, he taught me some things, and, and we made a connection that we've, we've kept forever. So I want to thank you first for spending the time and coming and joining us tonight. Oh, my pleasure. He's a steward of planet Earth, <laughs> but he's also the owner of um, Edible Ecology, um, design, construction, right? Oh, yeah, landscape, design, landscape and, and design. construction, yeah. So we brought him in tonight because we want to encourage and inspire people to start a garden if you don't have one or to renovate or, or rejuvenate a garden you do have that you let go or um, just think about sharing uh, someone else's space. Maybe your neighbor has a garden or join a community garden uh, collective. There's so many of them. Gardens and good food are one of the biggest, fastest growing trends Oh, my God, trends <laughs> of this new century that we're in. And if you're like me and you don't have a green thumb, I hope that this will be a great introduction to um, the novice who wants to start their own garden. And let me help you with that. Nobody has a green thumb. I've been looking for a green thumb. Okay, I haven't you seen know a what human I mean. being with a green thumb yet, but <laughs> to have a green mind and okay. a green heart, hey. that's what we're looking for. Okay. All right? And you got that already, Teresa. Oh, There's no doubt you. about that. So, Jeremy, let's just start with you. Tell us a little bit about what you do, the work you're doing. Sure. Um, so, Edible Ecology, we uh, do full-service consultation, design, planning, uh, installation, and maintenance, and harvest of edible and ecological landscapes, um, everything from residential, commercial, and starting to work with a few more broad-scale uh, farms and ranches lately, um, which is kind of my... My greater passion is to work on the more broad scale, um, but just trying to get people connected with their land and with their communities and, um, and localized resources and uh, make everything a lot more uh, efficient and, and natural and healthy. And for those of us with little or no imagination, can you tell us just exactly what does a landscaper do? Oh, a landscaper. Sorry, I'm getting buzzing the mic no, here. No, we good. Um, well, what I do is is people say, hey, do you do lawns? And I say, yeah, I remove lawns. <laughs> <laughs> I love you for that alone. 
Okay, grass is like the most wasted resources on the planet. It, oh my God. it uses up so much resource for nothing. Yeah. For green nothing. But, but go ahead. But don't you think people are getting away from that though now? That I they're, hope so. They're, yeah, yeah, they're kind of, it's starting to become a little passe and, you know, I think it's just a leftover relic from when people had sheep. It's like if you don't have sheep, you shouldn't have grass. Really, yeah. you know. You don't need it. Um, it's it, you know, I let people keep a little patch if they have kids or something, maybe. Um, but you know, I think it it just kind of it's thirsty, it's expensive, um, it's yeah, it's not fun, and it's and it's just this one dimensional, flat, boring thing to me too. So I'm, <laughs> so yeah, I try to make really textured, interesting, uh, aromatic, delicious. Interesting landscapes. Wow. <laughs> the prettiest front yard I've ever seen is right here in Berkeley on and Martin Luther King. Uh, was a a front garden with nothing but collard greens. Oh wow! Purple collard greens. The whole garden yard was just full. There was no grass. Awesome. I know it was divine. I wanted to stop and cook, pull out my pot, and start cooking greens. But go ahead. Oh. Um, what else do you do? A lot of work with water. Um, mm. So. Catching and storing rainwater, um, mm-hmm. reusing gray water. You know, we use a ton of water and we throw it away. And we mm-hmm. uh, we've sort of inherited this mentality, uh, I think, from the early settlers, you know, from the East Coast, where there's just water everywhere, and it's seen as a problem. And we're just, you know, let's get rid of all this water. And so and so we divert it off the property to get it away from our houses, which is, you know, we have to get it away from our houses. But then, meanwhile, the rest of the year we're like drought. Right, right. <laughs> so um, I think we can cultivate a better relationship with water and, mm-hmm. and see it as more of a friend. Well, honoring water, right? It's sacred. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <clears throat> what, what do you um, recommend that they do with the gray water? Well, the simplest um, and least involved thing you can do is called a laundry to landscape system. <clears throat> where uh, your laundry machine already has a pump, and it's already pumping the wastewater out into the sewer. Um, so you can just install a little three-way diverter um, and just send that water into your garden, and uh, it can uh, nourish all of your perennial, you know, your trees and fruit trees and shrubs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you have to do a little homework and and do some math and use the gray water-friendly detergents and right, stuff like exactly. that. But, um, okay. I mean, if you use, I don't know, 20 to 50 gallons per load, I mean, that's a lot of water. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so now I'm an apartment dweller. I live in Richmond. I got a balcony, six feet by three, very little sun. I want to grow something. What do you do? What do you tell me? How do you tell me? What what can I do to get started? Good question. Um, I would say get a single two-liter bottle. A little bit closer, Jeremy. There you go. A gallon of milk. (laughs) (laughs) Get any container you can find and punch some holes in the bottom of it. And get some decent soil from a nursery and plant one tomato plant in it. You will feel much better. Yeah. Oh, my God. You get 10, 12 tomatoes on one plant easily. Yeah. Um, So here's something I've I've been wanting to see done. I've not done it, but um, an entire apartment complex can plant is, you know, someone with a balcony can get a little planter going, plant a vine like I know this would work with kiwi. Um, maybe with grapes too, and there's a technique called layering. Um, so you'd have to hop on your internet and figure out how to do this. But if you grow this kiwi vine, let's say, all over your balcony and it's climbing all over the guardrail and it's snaking up and over to the adjacent apartment, the one above you or below you or next to you, mm-hmm. 
that person can take a piece of that and root it into some soil, and now right. it's getting another boost of nutrients and water, and it takes over their balcony, and then it just keeps crawling over until it takes over the whole building. Um, so that's that's something to be really fun to do if you know your neighbors and you want to get them into this. Um, otherwise, just grow a few herbs and a few, you know, just all your greens. You don't need a lot of light or space to grow just all the lettuce that you eat if you right. eat, you know just on your sandwich or on your salad sorry go ahead so what if you don't have a balcony but you have that space that joy is talking about but you don't have a balcony it's on the ground it's okay long as it's in a container oh okay i just need my little container and my one tomato plant sure yeah just give just somewhere you can do it indoors too if you get sunlight you oh know? okay so yeah yeah. Nice. Oh, and you can also do some gorilla gardening. Just go plant stuff where you know somewhere where you can water it, where it's not going to get out on the down. sidewalk in front of your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. So I'm loving this, and I'm. I want to encourage everyone who's listening to me. It it doesn't have to be a big. You can do small. You can start small, and we're going to go from the small to the big. Uh, we're going to move on in a minute. But I wanted to also stress one other thing. When we're talking about economy and and life, there you can pick just one thing that you eat all the time, like lettuce or tomatoes or tomatoes. cabbage or peppers. Just pick that one thing. And this just is one thing less that you have to buy. And there are so many things that you don't have to buy seeds for. Potatoes, onions, scallions, chives. Just take the roots of those things, pop them in the ground, boom. You got a plant. Yep. And you can sprout avocado seed, the seed itself. Put it into water, the bottom of it. Boom, you got an avocado tree. Pear seeds, lemon seeds, orange seeds. You got them when you eat them. Save those seeds, plant them. Boom, you got a garden. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm sorry to cut too. you off. No, it's okay. I'm a, no, like, I'm very excited to hear I'm in this. Heaven. I've been waiting for this show for a very long time because I love gardening. I love the idea of it. I like gardening, but I don't think of myself as like a lot of people as being good at it. But hearing the two of you, I can see that being good at it is relative. You know, it's, it's a, a growing. It's a yeah, learning. You just thing. put it. You yeah. put a plant there, and you water it. And I mean, you put a seed or a plant piece yeah. of a plant, and water it, and then you have yeah. the results. Of Love that. it, water mm-hmm. it, exactly. take care of it, and, and spend time with it. Jeremy, tell us about uh, uh, your uh, organization and how we can get in touch with you. Oh sure. Um, well, you can reach us through the website, which is edibleecology.net. Um, that's probably the best way. Um, I actually want to chime in on what you said a second ago about um, avocado seed, apple seed. Um, So all the fruit that we eat at the store comes from varieties that people accidentally just happened upon usually. So, you know, a couple hundreds of years ago, people would, like Johnny Appleseed, for instance, people think he planted edible apples. No, he didn't. He actually planted cider apples. Um, So just... Basically, every seed that comes from sexual reproduction is just a, you know, it's a chance. So, right. so if you grow an apple from seed, there may be a one in five chance that you'll get a really good apple. Right. But, but do it because you might get the next, like, you know, famous apple that has like a name and goes into the grocery store. Right. And, and then you can graft other varieties onto that anyway. Right. So That's another whole show. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll deal yeah. with that later. But I don't care. Plant a seed and see what you get. It's a surprise. It's an exciting adventure. Let's just go it. We'll be right back. Welcome to Maccabees Medical Mondays. Welcome to Maccabees Medical Mondays. Today it's all about this. The cucumber, or as they call it in Jamaica, cucumber. 
KPFA 94.1. We are learning how to make our gardens grow tonight. That was Kokumba by Mac B. And before the break, we were speaking with Jeremy Watts of Edible Ecology Landscape Design and Construction. Thank you, Jeremy. We really appreciate everything that you told us about gardening and landscaping. Oh, shucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now that we've heard about... um landscaping we're going to change direction just a little bit and we have another guest here with us tonight yeah we have nicole wires and i want to talk a little bit about vertical gardening because it's like the newest hottest thing i sent out a picture on my facebook um for people who have limited space or no garden space at all vertical gardening also we spoke a little bit about container gardening we're not going to talk about rooftop gardening today i was but I found out um, through several sources that rooftop gardening is such a specialized thing and you have to have the structure engineered for rooftop gardening. You can't just put a rooftop garden on a house. So we're not going to go into that. We don't have time. That'll be another show. But I'm so <laughs> pleased to introduce and welcome Nicole Wires from Planting Justice. Planting Justice is one of the best organizations out there for social justice and for helping people grow their own food and learning how and value the importance and stewarding the earth because that's the other issue uh, thing that we need to talk about we have earth day coming up ah honoring the earth stewarding the earth um taking care of it replenishing the earth 
and, and, and elevating the status of land and, and, and soil to the, to, which, to the air, water, food status, you know? So anyway, I'm very happy and glad to welcome Nicole. Thank you for coming. She just came from a staff retreat, let me tell you. She's helping and puffing, but she made it on time. So glad you came. Thank you very much for that kind introduction. It's an honor to be here. So we want to start out. Just tell us a little bit about you uh, and the work that you're doing at Planning Justice. Yeah. Um, so as you said, I work with Planting Justice. We are a nonprofit based here in Oakland. We've been around for seven years and we run a permaculture landscaping company. So we do design, build installations for permaculture landscapes, really just working to support people to grow their own food, raise beds, fruits, vegetables, um, perennial plants, herbs. <clears throat> we also have a commercial nursery. It's the country's largest um, and most biodiverse selection of organic certified fruit and nut tree crops. And that's right here in East Oakland. We have two and a half acres of land on 105th Avenue wow. in East Oakland where we're propagating and selling those plants. We ship them all over the country. Um, and we have a five-acre farm in El Sobrante where we've planted the mother plants for the nursery. So all the mature trees are growing at our five-acre farm in El Sobrante. We propagate cuttings from those mature trees to graft at our nursery to sell. So it's a whole ecosystem of businesses that support each other in a sustainable food economy with the social mission of creating living wage jobs for men coming home from San Quentin. So we have 30 employees. Over half of them are formerly incarcerated. Many are from, the folks who work at the nursery are from Elsa, from Sobrani Park, the neighborhood where the nursery is. These are folks who are from Oakland, have born and raised here, you know, because of a racist system, have been sent away to prison, but they're back home, here to serve their communities, growing food, stewarding the earth, just like you said. So it's beautiful work that we do. I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, let me just say this. Um, the scientists and all these studies are coming out now and showing that children who are ADHD, children who have emotional issues, yeah. older people, lots of people can benefit from time in gardening. Absolutely. Yeah, is that true? Absolutely. Yeah, I know that y'all have probably talked about some of the health benefits of yeah. growing your mm -hmm. own food, but what I really want to emphasize are the emotional and spiritual benefits of having a relationship with plants and with your environment and spending every day, even if it's just a small bit of your day outside in reflection, watching things grow, seeing seeds, the magic of planting a seed and seeing oh it God. germinate. You, you must have heard the beginning of my show. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. It truly, every day, it's the yes. very first thing I do when I wake up in the morning and it grounds me. The world is in such chaos right now. And Oh, wow, you did hear Joyce's commentary. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. And Preach yeah, it to the choir, I, girlfriend. Preach it to the choir. And we're okay. all feeling it, right? There's no way that we're not feeling the fear right. and the anxiety and the chaos of of society in collapse yes. and when I wake up every morning and spend even just 10 minutes outside in relationship with the plants that I steward that also serve me it's reciprocal it's not just me growing you know it's not only about me it's them serving me me serving them yeah um, it gives a lot of grounding and meaning to my life and everyone whether or not you have a lot of space if it's in, in, in a container if it's in a vertical um, setup you can have just a small amount of space. You can still be part of that magic mm -hmm. and part of that grounding and part of that um, emotional and spiritual development. Absolutely. And I have to say, I've discovered meditation the last five years of my life. 
the last five of my 65 years, and I use the garden as a wonderful place oh. to just calm and chill, even if I'm not doing any work at all. And and walking. Absolutely. Walking around the garden. It's and the other so lesson that gardens teach us is that, and me, and meditation does this too, is that everything is cyclical. Yes. There's so many cycles. And impermanent. In Nothing is Nothing forever. Nothing is permanent. Everything oh grows. God, everything transforms. God. We can grow. We <laughs> right. can transform. Right. Anyone can grow and transform. And to witness that on a tangible level every day Absolutely. is such a grounding reminder amidst all of the, the I'm chaos. meditating for the next four years yeah. straight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can just say that I am just so excited just to hear how excited you all are. Oh. <laughs> and I have such a different perception of gardening. I said this earlier, but now I really can think of it as something that's so um, healing yeah. as well as beneficial um as a sustenance for us. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So. Healing on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Jeremy. I'm, um, you know, I never garden. I'm a first time gardener. I've just been hearing about it, promising myself I'm going to do it. I want to do a, a garden. Well, I'm coming to come to Planning Justice. I'm oh, coming great. to you, Nicole. <laughs> what are you going to tell me? What advice can you give me? Well, it first starts by looking at what space you have. Um, you can work with whatever you've got. That's one of the first, you know, principles of permaculture. Work with what you have. Use whatever you have as your resource. So it's good to check out, you know, what kind of sun exposure you have, where your water sources are, whether you have shade, whether you have, you know, paths for animals or what other uses you might have. If you have a family, if you have kids, if you have a dog, you have to negotiate all the different potential uses for your landscape and identify what's going to be the best place to make your garden. Um, And then from there, there's lots of decisions you have about do you want to try to grow directly in the ground? A lot of people think that you can't grow directly in the ground in an urban setting, and that's not actually true. A lot of the soil that we have is perfectly fine for growing in the ground. You might want to do a soil test just to make sure that you don't If there's grass growing, you can grow some food. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but, but to your point, if there is no grass growing and you need a container, what are we looking for in the store? In terms of soil, there's something like that. Right. Um, yeah. So if you if you do have to buy a soil, for example, if you're building on top of concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, or asphalt. Asphalt, anything like that. Um, there's a lot of different products. My personal preference, and I think the one that works the best, is a product that they have at American Soil and Stone, which is a landscape distributor in Richmond. It's called the Local Hero Veggie Mix. It's a, it's a funny name, but it works really well for growing fruits and vegetables on a large scale. The stuff that you can buy in bags at Home Depot, it's okay, you know, it'll do fine, but it's expensive. You're going to use a lot of plastic if you're buying lots of bags of things like that, whereas if you buy from a landscape distributor, they can deliver. It costs a little bit extra, or if you have a truck or access to a truck, you can go pick it up, but you don't have to use all the plastic, which Mm -hmm. is not very sustainable. And it seems to be a better medium for growing food, f- mm-hmm. in my experience. But I just wanted for my little pot, my one little pot. Oh, for your little pots? Yeah, then the potting soil that they sell in mm-hmm. at, you know, whatever de- your local department store is going to be okay. fine. Mm-hmm. And as you, as you grow food in pots, you're going to be depleting the soil. And so you're going to either need to replace it or okay. amend it with compost over time, um, grow, work on growing different plants in it each time that you plant so you're not always growing the same oh see that's good to know because i would just probably put more dirt well 
I probably wouldn't put more dirt on top of it because I would think, oh, okay, it's fine the way it is. But no, I know that you have to keep replenishing that. And that's the first rule of gardening. Start your own compost. Take your food scraps, build your soil. You're going to need it. If you're going to grow food, learn about compost. And let me just tell you all the number one source for all of this information you're getting tonight. Google, Internet, (laughs) you need to know something. Get on the Internet. Get your phone out. Every question you have has been answered by someone. Trust me on that. So you don't need to do too much, you know, but we're giving you a, a jump start tonight. So you're listening to Nicole Wire from Planting Justice, and we still have Jeremy Watts in here um, from Edible Ecology. And I'm Joy Moore, and it's Teresa Adams, and we're at Full Circle, KPFA 94.1 FM. We are going to be taking phone calls. Taking away. Yes, we are. And you are going to reach us at 510-848-4425. Once again, that's 510-848-4425. Or or Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm pushing her. Excuse me. I'm just too excited. I know. That's okay. 1-800-958-9008. That's the toll-free number. 1-800-958-9008. Now, join us with any questions you have or comments or concerns or ideas. We're we're trying to inspire people, and I'm inspired, and I want to be inspired by our audience. I'm inspired, too. KPFA is such a fantastic place, and this is your opportunity to bring up your ideas on how we can help our planet, uh, how we can sustain growing food. We have a, we need to sustain the planet we live on. We need to be stewards of the planet. We need to learn how to appreciate the planet and use the planet in a sustainable way that increases and improves our health. And we have that power within our hands. I would always be, as um, Nicole. My, Nicole was saying that, there's magic and mystery in nature that we don't have the answers to, but we have the proof of every single day. When a tree grows or a leaf um, blows in the wind or, or, or a flower catches your attention or a zucchini just mm. sparks your mouth, um, <laughs> that's nature's power. There's nothing higher or greater than that. And I want to honor that. And I want to give a shout out right now to um, one of the programs here. Um, Kevin Vance, who has always been supportive of the work we do here at, at, at the apprenticeship program, and he just got out of surgery, and I know he's listening. And even if he's not, give him a shout out because he's a, a person who appreciates the natural world, and I knew uh, I know he would support us if he could right now. So I want to support him, and I want to give a shout out to him. And I know I'm digressing, but it's just important <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to support no, life and all. So we're looking for your fine. phone calls five one zero. 848-4425-800-958-9008. We're here with Nicole my, uh, uh, Wires from Planning Justice and Jeremy Watt from Edible Ecology. We want to hear from you. We're going to take a little quick break. I didn't give it a lot of work. So this is Zip.
back to Full Circle on 94.1 KPFA. We're talking about gardening, how to create your own garden. And we were just listening to Zen Garden. Yep. Um, we were just listening to Zen Garden. And now we are going to... Oh, and we are still here with Jeremy Watts and Nicole Wires. And we are here to take your phone calls right now. Oh. And I hear that we have two people on the line. Let's say give out the phone number, though, just in case. 800-958-9008. That's the toll-free number. Or 510-848-4425. All right. We got callers. Let's call. Let's go to our first caller, Rosie, Sarasota, Florida. Welcome to Full Circle. Thank you. And thanks for this show. It's interesting. I'm, I don't know how to do any gardening, but when you talked about putting a tomato plant in a container, I figured I might be able to do that. All right, Rosie. You listen to us on the computer, huh? Right. Florida has a lot of growing agricultural stuff going on. Yeah, like, what, 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 I'm so glad we can inspire you, but what, what's happening that it took you this distance, oh, 3,000 miles away? I tried to grow something, it just dies, you know, so I gave wow. up. Try something that, uh, just look around your neighborhood and see what's growing there, you know, without a lot of effort. Like, uh, I know those sea grapes grow in Florida. Um, um, yeah, out by the water. Those are protected and, yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Grow tomatoes, Rosie. Guess it's good with us. And you know what? You don't even have to buy seeds. Buy a tomato. Take okay. the seeds out of them. Dry them on a paper towel. Wait a few we about a week or so and plant them and see what happens. You will be shocked. You don't really? even have to. Sp yes. I'm Absolutely. with you, Rosie. <laughs> you can just try it. Just try it. Listen to me. Yeah. I can't promise you anything except a surprise. Okay. <laughs> Put surprise the seed in the nice. ground and see what happens, Rosie. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, I know. I forgot. Oh. Wait, wait. What? Go ahead. Yeah. Slugs and stuff off of them. Slugs. Oh, my God. Let me help you. You're going to be surprised again. If you get some rocks, small pebbles that are bumpy, and put them around each plant, the the snails will not cross the rocks. You won't have any problems. No snails, no slugs. They don't like bumpy rocks. You don't have to get any chemicals. Just sprinkle some crinkly, crusty rocks around the plant, <laughs> and the snails will stay away. And you can collect them for free right off the, off the beach, I'm sure. Make some escargot. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, now we have Rose in Berkeley on the line. Welcome. Hi there. Thank you so much. I got so excited when I saw the subject for tonight. And, you know, I've, I've been helping in other people's gardens, but haven't really had a garden of my own for a long time. And now I've got this small patio space. And because there is, there is so much... Um, bamboo that was put up you know it's really pretty gnarly bamboo as as the earth and all so right now i'm doing container you know and kind of adding in you know some soil there is a rose tree you know and that that's got some soil in there and i've just been just keep i put my coffee grounds in there it's looking real happy my question for you is this the other day there's a person that comes once a month 
And he came walking in, and I looked out, and my God, there he was with the little with poncho, you know, with you know, glyphosate. And I just no, you know, because that's how he was going after getting the little bit of uh, little sprouts coming up. So I'm just wondering about um, bioremediation at this point. Mm. Do you have any advice about that? Well, a whole nother show you opened up, but... I know, I know. I'm glad you called. First of all, let me just tell you, for everything you want to do, for everything you want to get rid of, everything that annoys you or you don't want, there is a natural remediation. You don't have to rely on chemicals. There's something to be done. Now, I have to say bamboo is pernicious. <laughs> it's very <laughs> difficult, but I'm going to leave it to the experts here. What do you, What do we do... Well, I guess you're asking, what do we say to somebody who's coming up with chemicals? Uh, or, or well, he, he stopped it for sure. And, you know, in all fairness to him, you know, I've been told that he was going to deal with it. But I'm in my mind, I'm imagining that he's just, you know, got a little knife thing going down there and was going to deal with it that way. Because I'll just do that. That's not a problem. But so I don't think he's used much of it because when he saw, you know, my attitude of just like, stop that right now. <laughs> you know? I love um, it. He didn't, he didn't dare, you know, and the landlady said, oh, she had no idea that that's what he had done. And it may only be that he did it once a year when, when nature is its most insistent in spring. But, you know, I just, and I saw that where he was about to start, you know, a week later, it has not turned brown. So I don't think he actually had started. And, but I'm and so you're asking specifically how to bioremediate if there is any persistent glyphosate still in the soil? Thank you. That's yeah. my, that is my question. Okay, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a great question. And I can't answer it specifically for you, but I have a great resource for you. Um, the mm. University of California has an extension program. Mm-hmm. And that's where they produce all all land grant universities have extension programs. So where they do agricultural based research, right. they prepare right. it and package it for the general audience. And there's a whole set of resources on different um, pesticides. Mm-hmm. And so you can just search UC IPM, which is integrated pest, pest management. management. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So UC IPM glyphosate and there'll be all sorts of resources and documents i don't think glyphosate is actually a very persistent it's not yeah, yeah herbi- oh, yeah it's, not, it's not a very persistent herbicide so it's likely actually not still present um the, uh-huh. the, one of the biggest concerns is that it's over applied and runs off into the water system and causes a lot of harm in yeah. that way and and yeah, obviously yeah. it's very concerning and we we want to minimize use of it or not use it at all but in terms mm-hmm. of planting other things in that landscape, it's likely not still around, but you can get a lot more information on that UC website and and Beautiful. have more clarity about what you can do. Another okay. another idea is uh, just don't don't give weeds any place to thrive. If you plant something there, then you fill that niche and the weeds don't have a home. Um, if it's the area in the bamboo, you know, bamboo shoots are edible, so you can you can make a stir yeah. fry and share some yeah. with this guy and say, hey, this is what you're trying to kill. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then, hand it right back to someone. It's like they can eat their own medicine, but in a good way. <laughs> and as I said before, there are we're 
just learning about all the benefits of bamboo and a lot of things that we consider weeds. In the garden that I teach in, we don't have any weeds. We have unwanted plants that start up <laughs> because every plant has some value. We just haven't discovered them all. They may be Thank annoying. You. They may be pernicious. They may crowd out other things we want, but they have value. And I have to say again, if you're having an issue and you want to get rid of the bamboo or, or, or curb it, Go online. Someone else has had this issue, has struggled with this, and come up with a solution. Don't rely on the herbicides or any of the other things. Don't oh, even think no, about sister. it. All right. No thank you. Way, Jose. <laughs> thank, thank you so, so much, much for calling. Thank You're you. listening thank to Full you. Circle. We're talking about gardening. I'm Joy Moore, and I'm here with Teresa Adams, and we're um, expecting your phone call at 510 or on the toll-free number is 1-800-958-9008. If you have a question or a comment, you'd like to share some gardening experience with us, tell us how much you love gardening, uh, correct us. I'm sure we've made some mistakes tonight. If you want to share anything <laughs> at all, call us. Teresa? Oh, yeah. And while we are um, waiting for your calls, um, I want to just... Go ahead. Oh, oh so, Sandy... I didn't see you. Sandy on the line. Welcome to uh, Full Circle, Sandy. Hello, you have a question or comment for us? Hello, Sandy. Hi. Hi. Um, I just wanted to put something straight that um, as a beekeeper, there are a lot of studies that have been done about glyphosate. And it's a very persistent herbicide, and it lasts in the soil for at least three years. Mm. And the other thing about it is that if seeds are started in glyphosate so that they become Roundup um, not sensitive, everything else can be sprayed with Roundup around them because Roundup is glyphosate, um, then what happens is if the seeds are started in it, they... The, the entire system becomes saturated with the glyphosate and it appears in the pollen also so that the bees are taking it back to the hives. And it's a very pernicious thing. It really is, is out there. Oh, wow. Thank you for that information. We didn't... Um, that's good to know. Yeah. So um, I just uh, wanted to let people know that, that glyphosate is, is very, very... Uh, much at the core of what's so wrong with so much in the world. Oh, wow. And thank you you also for reminding us that a lot of what we do has impacts beyond just the plant world and that bees are the probably one of the most important animals in society and the vast majority of what we consume depends completely on our bee populations, which are in massive decline right now. Um, So if anything should give us a motivation to change how we operate and how we relate to our resources. It's what's happening with bees right now. So thank you for calling in and sharing that perspective. And if anyone didn't catch that, uh, when we say glyphosate, we're talking about Roundup or any other products that contain that. So don't use Roundup. Yes, killers for money. Killers for money. We got a lot of Monsanto products to deal with out there. Let's go to the next caller. Cassie in Richmond. Welcome to Full Circle. Yes, I just want to say that um, I... I have been um, planting tomatoes on my porch for like three years in a row. And um, it just makes me feel 
good that, you know, I grew something and I eat it, you know, and I put it on Facebook and stuff. I, I just, growing is just like the best. And, and I'm about to get a whole box. And I'm about to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't lose your mind. Just eat more tomatoes. Wait, I'm going to get on the Google, and I'm going to find everything I can plant right now, right? You know, I'm trying I'm to have all year round. I cannot wait. I love this. I just love it. I love fresh vegetables. Love it. That's yeah. so nice to hear. Thank yes, you. That's the ones that I grew. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. yes. I'm inspired by you. I'm yeah. inspired by you. Thank you so Thank much you, for calling Hi. it. Thank you. Thanks. That's a good point. The stuff you grow is the yes. freshest. It tastes and the, the best. best. Yeah. No matter Absolutely. what. No one's going to love it as much as you did. That's true. And there's something so special about gifting it to other people or preparing that's, a meal yes. and feeding Eating. someone and yes. nourishing someone from something that you grew with your own. It's using the love. highest power. Yeah. If you have nature, you produce food in nature, you share the food, you're using and experiencing and sharing the highest power we Absolutely. know. There's no question about it. Let's go to another call. Jan, welcome to Full Circle. Oh, thank you for your beautiful program and all the enthusiasm makes everyone want to join you. Um, could you please tell me, I have a yard full of oxalis, <laughs> and I wonder how, if you have any suggestions how I might be able to handle that. Besides <laughs> digging it up and throwing it away, uh, <laughs> there are things you can do for oxalis. First of all, learn to love it. Because, oh. <laughs> for one thing, it is there. It is meant to be there. You know how I know? Because it's there. But, but what you can do, what I, I'm going to let the experts speak in a minute, but I've dealt with exiles as well. What I've done is I've concentrated on a small area that I want to rid of oxalis first. And I plant something else because, you see, uh -huh. oxalis won't, it can't compete against a lot of other things. So if you plant some things that are, are, are a lot of foliage, potatoes, I mean, some other things, it will stop the oxalis. But you have oh. to go in a small area at a time. That's just me. I don't know the best. Let, let me get the experts involved in here. Oxalis is the bane of the existence of a lot of gardeners, <laughs> let me just tell you. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Any ideas? Oxalis is your zen gardening practice. <laughs> oxalis is the never-ending task. Um, there there are some strategies, and they, they are they're effective, but they're not foolproof. You're constantly going to be contending with Exalus because even if you're using the best management practices in your space, we live in a urban landscape where it's going to be reintroduced from other parts, from your neighbor's yards, from other areas. It's not going to be possible to eliminate it entirely. Um, sheet mulching is a can be an effective strategy if you're con if you're staying on top of it. Um, what, you know, what kind of mulching did you say? Sheet oh. mulching, so that's laying oh, a, oh, a layer of cardboard oh. down oh. Um, all over the area that you're trying to eliminate oxalis, and then covering it with two to three inches of mulch, and keeping that thick layer of mulch always replenished. Um, that helps keep the oxalis from. Yeah, that helps the sun from, yeah. helps keep the oxalis from growing and then. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jan. <laughs> thank you, Nicole. Yeah. Thank you, Jeremy. So let me just say it again for you, Jan. 
Learn to love oxalis because it's not going away. I want to thank everybody. Uh, Teresa. Thank you, everyone. Um, that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Tune in next week to Full Circle at 7 p.m. here on KPFA. Check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org. You can listen to our past shows and see photos. Our executive producer is Ms. M. Our technical director is Freewheeling Franklin Sterling. Joy Moore. <laughs> who's here with us tonight <laughs> is our production consultant. And we got a minute. I just want to make a couple of announcements real quick. Uh, the Plan Exchange in Oakland mm-hmm. hosted twice a year community event March 25th. Bring a plant and exchange it. If you, for another, if you don't have a plant, bring some for the yard. Uh, for more info, info at theplanningexchange.com. Uh, the First Apprenticeship Program is hosting a parking lot sale on April 29th. Brings, uh, bring what you can. Come and buy what you can. That brings us to the end of tonight's show. Again, Teresa. Thank you. And thank you, Jeremy Watts and uh, Nicole Wires. Thank you. And thank stay you for tuned for Londa Bahita. And we want to thank Dennis, who's board hopping for us Woo-hoo, tonight. Dennis. <laughs> and thanks for everybody who called in. We love you.